And we are back. This is Alexander Juan Antonio Cortez, and this is the Art of Health. So, first things first, as always, thank you to everybody that has left an iTunes review. The podcast audience is growing. And thank you to everyone who has become a benefactor on Patreon. Your support is very much appreciated. I've had a lot of interest in people wanting the podcast transcribed and done as video, but both of those things cost more than I am willing to expend right now. Transcription is not a cheap service. And video quality, um, obviously I could just try and film it with my computer, but I'd actually like to improve the video quality a little bit if I'm going to do that for various reasons, one of which being that nobody likes watching lousy video. So the home studio is definitely a project in the making. If you'd like to contribute to that, by all means, get on Patreon. The link is in the comments, or you can just go to Patreon, Alexander Cortez, Art of Health. Those things said, topic of discussion today, creatine. So creatine, there's a lot, a lot, a lot of questions that arise with creatine. It is a very talked about supplement. If you get into fitness and you're somebody that cares about your health, you'll probably hear about creatine at some point or another. And as I said, there's a lot of mythology that surrounds creatine usage. So let's discuss it. So creatine, what is creatine? Let's answer that question first. So creatine is an amino acid. It's a molecule that's used uh, to produce ATP. So it's, a, it's an energy production molecule, molecule, you could say. It's an energy producing amino acid. And it has a lot of performance-enhancing effects. It has a ton of performance-enhancing effects, actually. Creatine, it was discovered. It's been around a long time. Creatine has been around well over almost 100, almost 200 years now. Oh, yeah, almost 200 years. So it was discovered in 1832. French scientist, guy's name is Chevre. Might be mispronouncing that, but whatever. So it was discovered in 1832. This gentleman, he named it creatine as krios is Greek for flesh. And then a few years later, there was a German scientist, Hustis von Liesbig, or Liebig, who discovered that creatine is a regular part of all animal flesh. So it's found in fish, it's found in beef, it's found in chicken, it's found in all animals. And he realized that creatine was found in wild animals at a much higher concentration than captive bred animals. So different levels of creatine. Uh, wild animals had 10 times higher creatine levels than captive animals. And he suggested, he thought that this may be because wild animals are much more physically active than captive animals, which tend to be much more inactive. So that's in the 1830s. From there on, creatine, it was easy to isolate in flesh, and it was easy to isolate and extract from meat. And it was studied a lot, a lot, a lot, a lot, a lot. And the list of what creatine does is huge. Um, you know, to list some of the things, and this is not a comprehensive list, but let's you know, let's try and run through the main ones. So creatine, the first studied effect had nothing to do with muscle mass. It was with mental performance. So creatine was found to improve focus. Creatine had this positive effect on memory. Creatine actually had protective, or not, not protective, creatine had cognitive promoting effects in children with autism. It was found to be beneficial in helping them focus and improve their general behavior. That's And it still does to this day. So kids with autism, I'm not telling you that if you have an autistic child, put them on creatine. 
but is entirely safe for them to take, and it may be something that is unexplored and that could be beneficial. That is scientifically proven. Creatine improves tissue hydration. Creatine improves anaerobic short-term power. Creatine improves anaerobic endurance. Creatine can improve bone health. Creatine can improve liver health. Creatine can reduce fatigue. Creatine can improve strength and fitness. It has a very strong effect on people that are elderly. Creatine can help you retain lean body mass if you're dieting. Creatine can help you grow lean body mass if you're training for muscle mass gains, for hypertrophy. Creatine is also an antioxidant, so it has protective effects, let's say, against certain diseases, against certain cancers. So creatine does a lot. I just, I think I listed about, you know, what, a dozen things? Creatine does a hell of a lot in the body. And that's not, as I said, it's not a comprehensive list of all its benefits. That's just the main things that it does. So creatine, it's amino acid. Why does it do all those things? I should, post, I, you know, I should probably ask that question and answer it. Why does it do all those things? Creatine is bound with phosphate. It has a phosphate molecule attached to it when it's stored. Your body uses phosphate for a lot of stuff. That, and that's putting it mildly. So creatine, it's multifactorial in what it affects. So creatine, it does all these things. How can you utilize it? How can you take it? Let's try and run through some some questions that people have. So one of the main questions I get asked or that I've seen asked oftentimes, is creatine a steroid? No, creatine is not a steroid. Steroids are hormones that are they're fatty acid hormones. Creatine is an amino acid. They are two completely different molecules. Saying that creatine is a steroid is akin to saying that the vitamin C in orange juice is like testosterone. It's completely, they're completely unlike things. So the comparison of it itself is freaking ridiculous. Um, any news, any news you see that claims creatine is bad for you or it's a steroid or, you know, a kid shouldn't take it or creatine damages the kidneys, it's all bullshit. 100% through and through sensationalistic bullshit. So creatine is not a steroid. Another common misconception is creatine is only for men that lift weights. False. Any anyone can take creatine, and women can take creatine just as much as men take creatine. It's not a it's not a sex uh, it's not it's not a single sex amino acid. So for a man, if you want to take creatine, you take five grams a day, no more, no less. You, you could take maybe more if you really want to, but for a man, five grams a day, mix it into a fluid, mix it into a liquid, and just drink it whenever, and that's it. For a woman. Women, the effects of creatine are not quite to the same extent as men, so or as men, so women don't need quite as much. For women, about three grams. You could take five grams too if you wanted to, honestly. Three, let's just say three to five grams a day. Same thing. You take it with fluid, and that's it. That that's the that, that's the delivery system for creatine. Anything you hear about loading, where oh well, I, I've you know that, I see that a lot. I got told at GNC that you need to take twenty grams a day. GNC is full of shit. They're vastly overpriced, and their people that they have worked there are completely unqualified to ever dispense nutritional information of any kind. Don't go to GNC for supplements ever because it's about 80% markup. Anyway, creatine loading is not something that needs to happen at all. It's a, it's a marketing ploy to get you to use up more creatine and purchase it more, and you don't need to do it. Creatine, if you take five grams a day, it will gradually build up to a you know, an appropriate level in the body. And then at that point, your body will excrete it out, whatever extra you're intaking, and you can maintain taking taking creatine year-round. It does not need to be cycled at all. You don't need to come on and off it. It is a supplement that you can take every single day. 
which is awesome. So use it and don't have to think about it again. Other common questions of creatine. There's, well, you know, the different kinds of creatine, creatine HCL, creatine ethyl ester or whatever. So again, if you go to supplement stores, they will oftentimes try to pitch you on this being a superior form of creatine because it has XYZ in it. It's HCL. Um, it's attached to, you know, an ester group. Uh, and that makes it faster in regards to its delivery system. If you take this kind of creatine, you need you if you take a certain kind of creatine, you can take less of it because it works better. All this again is absolute bullshit. Creatine monohydrate, it's the most pure form of creatine. It's extremely cheap. You can get a kilogram of it. Excuse me. You can get, you know, about two pounds of creatine. It will last you for months and months and months. It's a supplement where, you know, I have a, I have a kilo bag right now on my counter, or I, have, I think I have a kilo container. That will last me, I think, what, eight months? You know, I mean, almost a year, maybe. Um, you know, how, how many, I'm just thinking right now. I think I have two pounds, and then I have another bag of two of two, of, uh, of a kilo, so it's two point two pounds. So I, I've I spent about thirty dollars in creatine uh, last year, and I have enough to last me for literally eighteen months. That that breaks down to not even what a penny a day. Creatine is extremely cost effective, and just regular creatine monohydrate. You don't need to do anything else with it. Other questions that arise with creatine: bloating. I heard it bloats you, makes you retain water. No and yes. So this is very misunderstood. Creatine has a it doesn't have a water retention effect where oh it's making me hold all this water. Creatine is water soluble. It draws water into the muscle tissue. Now, if you take creatine and you don't work out at all, then yeah, it will have something of a bloating effect. If you take creatine and it hydrates your tissues, it will help you build more muscle mass. So the, the bloating effect that people claim to see is very, very short term, um, if at all. And oftentimes it's because they don't drink enough water anyway. And any, if, you know, something to know, anytime you take any kind of supplement that has, that is water soluble, it will always promote bloating to a degree if you're dehydrated. So let me say that again. Anything you take that helps your body use water will make you retain water if you're dehydrated. Dehydration is more commonly the cause of water retention and bloating than any supplement ever is. So what I often have seen people where let's say I tell them to take creatine and they swear to God that made them bloat, I ask them, how much water did you drink? Oh, you know, I don't, I don't drink enough water. I, I know I should drink more. That's the problem. It's the same thing with salt that people run into. Sodium makes me bloat. Sodium doesn't make you bloat. The fact that you're dehydrated and then you change your sodium level and your body made you bloat. Sodium by itself is not going to make you massively retain water if your fluid intake is adequate. So this goes back to hydration, which I talk about constantly. Your brain freaking is made of water. Your muscles are made of water. Your body is 65-70% water. If you're not drinking enough water, you have adverse effects to your health. It's that simple. It is. And any supplements you take that are water-soluble, of course they're going to make you bloat or retain water if you're dehydrated. You don't have enough fluid in you to begin with, so your body's going to retain more because now it really needs to drink water. So creatine and bloating not doesn't truly happen unless you're generally dehydrated or you're totally inactive, drink enough water. Other issues with creatine that can happen, uh, some people do get stomach cramping. Again, it's it's one of those instances where 
people claim it happens, but then when I've, you know, this is my personal anecdotal experience, when I ask them how they took creatine, they took creatine on an empty stomach, they didn't drink enough water, they tried to work out, they were dehydrated, oh, I got a stomach cramp. I don't know if the creatine was fully responsible for that. There's other factors. Again, if you're adequately hydrated, it shouldn't be an issue. Same thing with taking uh, with taking creatine and then some people claim like a diarrhea. Did you drink enough water? Or did you drink water? Did you have it with water, period? Oh, no, I had it dry. You know, that's kind of like having coffee. Like It's like literally pouring instant coffee into your mouth. Probably not going to go down that well. Again, water intake. Same thing, you know, some people claim they have diarrhea with creatine. What's your diet like? Did you drink enough water? I've, I've seen guys do stupid stuff with creatine where they'll try and load up, a, let's say, like a protein shake, where they'll take a protein shake with creatine, with glutamine, and then they'll take a pre-workout, and then they'll go to the gym. Again, lack of fluid intake. Again, they've got all this stuff in their stomach now that's trying to digest without adequate uh, hydration, and they're trying to train, you know, and you know, exert energy. Yeah, I could see where diarrhea or stomach upset might occur, but confounding factors, water intake, and you can think I'm being redundant, but nine times out of ten, the clients I've had, over eight years, people don't drink enough fluid. And that, amazingly, will solve for many, 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 many health issues. So, other things with creatine, I think that covers most of the main things. Um, oh, a question, uh, what happens if you go off creatine? So this goes back to like the cycling factor. Can Do I have to cycle it? No, you can be on creatine year-round. If you stop taking it, you'll stop taking it. I, I doubt you'll really notice anything. Some people will notice that your weight goes down a little bit. Some don't. But again, creatine levels build up in the body. So it's not as if there's going to be this dramatic drop-off in performance or anything of that nature. Uh, I, it's, I doubt it would cause anything noticeable to happen. Other questions that arise with creatine, uh, thinking, oh, kidneys, liver, is it bad for your kidneys? Is, you know, at first, is it bad for your liver? No, it's not. The amount of research on creatine, it's 180 years worth of research at this point. It's never been found to be bad for the kidneys ever. There, there, are, there, are, there is nothing in the medical literature at all that, that reports creatine ever having an adverse effect on kidney function. The media sensationalism that surrounds, let's say, you know, like I said this in the like an email I sent out, like where a football team, you know, the kids are in the hospital, and I heard the coach gave them creatine. If you really investigate those stories, which I always do, since I kind of have a news feed, since I like to see what people are talking about in regards to general health supplements, all those stories always involve the same thing: the kids were made to work out for four hours, they didn't drink any water, the workout was brutal. They got put in the hospital because they had muscle protein breakdown, rhabdomyolysis. And, oh, the coach told them to take creatine. It must have been the creatine. No, it was because you trained them in extreme heat with fluid deprivation. And, yeah, that caused protein breakdown. It's not because of the creatine. Creatine does not put you in the hospital. Other questions surrounding creatine. When should I take it? Yeah, when specifically should you take it? doesn't really matter. Some people like to take it before they train, and I, you know, like my girlfriend, she swears that it helps her. You know, she takes it before she works out, and it helps her, you know, you know lifting wise. I, I've never noticed that effect, so I just and I've never personally noticed that effect in relative literature. It doesn't really seem to matter so much. If you think it does something by timing it, by all means do so. But otherwise, you really can take it any time of day. I generally advise people two times a day to take any kind of supplement: either take them in the morning or take them at night. 
don't don't play around with the timing thereof. Ninety percent of supplements you don't need to worry about that in the first place. It's it's more relevant to time your food than it is to time your supplements. Honestly, um, the only supplements where I could say definitely have an effect are you know things like caffeine. Obviously, well, I'll take caffeine before I drain. Yeah, that's timing it. Uh, take, you know, drinking coffee in the morning, you're drinking that for energy. That's timing a supplement. But nine times out of ten, there's no real necessity to specifically intake most uh, most supplemental you know products, most supplemental vitamins, adaptogens, nootropics, you know, ex- amino acids, etc. Other questions with creatine, uh, creatine and caffeine. So this is actually a good question that is relevant. Is I, I don't get asked it a lot, but it, it, it is something that comes up. Does creatine like interfere with caffeine? Research on there is some research on this. It's fuzzy in that it doesn't seem to be yes, but it's not quite a no either. So I can't, you know, I'm not going to give a hard opinion. I've never noticed an interference effect with creatine caffeine. The athletes I've worked with never noticed an interference effect with creatine caffeine. For the most part, some people think it makes the caffeine work less well. This is based upon their personal experience. And there's been research that says yes and research that says no. So I, I'll ascribe that to being you know, 50-50. I'm not going to advise you that, oh, you can't take creatine with coffee or can't, can't take creatine with caffeine. If you did somehow notice that, ca- that the creatine interfered with your caffeine where you felt like you had less energy, yeah, maybe take it separate. But otherwise, there's not a, you know, there's not, like I said, it's 50-50 answer. Maybe it could, maybe it can, maybe, you know, most likely it doesn't. So not something to really be concerned with. Uh, other question I've heard in the past, and there's actually, this has come up in the research, which is somewhat relevant. Uh, could creatine cause hair loss in men, actually? So could creatine cause hair loss in men? Maybe, actually. So again, this is fuzzy. Creatine can increase DHT levels. So DHT is dihydrotestosterone. It's a form of testosterone that can cause hair loss in men. But you have to, well, there's certain conditions with this. Hair loss in men is very genetic. And you can have high DHT levels and not have hair loss. You can have low DHT levels. But if you have propensity for male pattern baldness, you will lose your hair. And so, and higher DHT levels are, they're correlated with higher rates of hair loss, but only if you're susceptible to hair loss in the first place. So you see how that's a bit, you know, it's, it's confusing in that sense. Again, nothing in the body is ever yes, no. These are, they're always, it's always multifactorial. So creatine could potentially increase hair loss if you're a guy that is already losing your hair. If you're not, it's not really a concern. And, and for women who, oh my God, creatine is going to make me lose my hair. Nope. Will not. Um, hair loss in women, d- different mechanisms than hair loss in men. So if you're a female and you're concerned about hair loss at all with creatine, you do not need to worry about it at all. If you're a guy, it's possible, but you know, I'll take the the position if you are a man who and you are legitimately losing your hair and going bald, just shave it off, guys. Um, you know, male pattern baldness is pretty much impossible to stop. Yeah, and until the only way to stop male pattern baldness is literally it doesn't exist right now. But if, if ever there's gene therapy that can stop male pattern baldness, that'd be the only way to. If you're a guy and you are prone to male pattern baldness, being bald runs in your family, it's pretty much inevitable. And you know, in most guys who have male pattern baldness, they start finding that out like in their twenties. 
you know, maybe 30s, maybe 40s, but it's not something that you can really, you can maybe slow it down, but you can't avoid it altogether. There's no way to halt it. So if you're really losing your hair badly, then you're using you're losing your hair. Period. This, I, I advise all guys just go with the shaved head guys. Yeah, and, and studies have shown that women actually find men with a shaved head more shaved head more masculine and sexier. So hey, I don't know what you know. There's no reason to be upset about it, unless it's just your ego upset that you're losing your hair. So that said, yeah, creatine hair loss. There is a little bit. There's a bit of a connection with those things. Other questions that get asked with creatine. I think we've covered. Most of the major ones. I'm trying to think if there's anything that's you know unusual at all in regards to creatine supplementation. Nothing is coming to me. Unfortunately, this is not a live podcast, so I can't take your guys' questions. But let's see, creatine question. Oh, you want? Okay, so this is something that I have been asked. Um, Creatine in, in mixing with liquids. So th- this is a funny one, but again, just stuff people ask. I heard you, you could only mix creatine with water or you have to mix it with sugar or what if I mix it with milk or I mix it with a set. It, it doesn't matter, guys. Creatine can be mixed with any kind of fluid. Any kind of fluid. So, I mean, I wouldn't. you could put in vodka if you want to. I wouldn't suggest that, but you could. It really doesn't matter. It's, like I said, it's water-soluble. You just need it in some kind of beverage where it's going to be easy to, you know, get down. Um, you could, I mean, you could take it dry if you wanted to. It'd be kind of silly, too. It might make you, like I said, have, have an upset stomach, but you could. So the, the beverage, that doesn't matter at all. I believe that covers most of the creatine questions. If there's anything that pops up, by all means, email me and ask me. Um, relevant stuff in regards to well, where should I buy creatine? You know, how do I know if it's a good product? Creatine monohydrate is very cheap to manufacture. So it's very cheap to manufacture. It's very easy to manufacture, and it's very safe overall. It's one of those supplements that it's pretty much almost impossible to make to manufacture a, a impure version of it. So pretty much any mainstream fitness supplement company that sells creatine it's going to be good quality creatine it's really it's one of the few supplements i would say that you don't need to be concerned with the purity of it you know in fact ironically enough this because it's so easy to make like i said it's pretty much impossible to, to uh to contaminate the manufacturing process so any brand is a decent enough brand the one i typically order from um, that, I, that I buy from a lot. I, just, I order most of my supplements from Amazon since I don't. I'm a I'm a hermit, and I don't necessarily leave my house my house unless I have clients or meetings. Um, so you know, BulkSupplements.com. They send a bag to your house. I get the two kilogram bag. You know, basically once a year. That lasts a long time. Um, other brands are good brands. I'm, All Max is a good brand. Uh, Optimum Nutrition is a good brand. I think Dimatize is creatine. That's a good brand. Even the, even in this case, the GNC creatine. That's a good brand, although overpriced. They're all fine to take. So go, go with what's most cost effective. The bulk supplements I think are the cheapest by far, since they send you that big bag. But I mean, you could go, you could walk into a nutrition shop right now and just say, I just want a basically a creatine monohydrate and whatever is available. It's probably going to be pretty cheap. Um, yeah, like I think about it, a pound of creatine is maybe like, I mean, sometimes you can get for like $8. It can be stupidly cheap if you can get it on sale sometimes. Or, you know, the kilogram bag I get, I pay, you know, so 2.2 pounds, I pay $18 for. Like I said, that lasts almost a year. Very, very, very economically priced. Again, it's because of how easy it is to make. So 
That covers creatine, I think, in a nutshell. Oh, you know what? Creatine and training. I, so I didn't actually talk about that. So what specifically does it do for training? So like I said, anaerobic power. Creatine, you will notice it in the gym in regards to moderate and low reps. You'll be a bit stronger. You'll be a bit more explosive. And you'll notice it too if you're doing kind of things that are sprinty. Um, creatine doesn't necessarily benefit like long distance endurance stuff. But if you're talking about, you know, we're talking about literally just being in the gym and like, what's it going to do for me if I go in the gym? You're going to notice you're a little more powerful, basically. Not not huge, but, you know, it could be an extra one or two reps in a set. could be adding another maybe five pounds over what your max was. So that's what creatine will do for you in terms of just gym performance. And then obviously I already listed all the other performance benefits, which are pretty extensive. So I'll include all the links to this in the article. Check out creatine. And if you like the podcast, please leave a review. If you really like the podcast, please become a benefactor on Patreon. Any questions, email them to me on the email list, as I always say. And I will talk to you guys again. Good luck and train hard.